Welcome to another episode of Walks, where we go on walks with people from all walks of life. Today, we'll be discussing the experience women have in the workforce. So, women face various issues and obstacles at work, right? That's something that I believe most people are aware of. And it's time to continue that conversation. So, for context, a recent McKinsey study which I will be adding to the podcast description, found some of the more startling data points. 35% of women in full-time corporate sector jobs have experienced sexual harassment. Men hold 62% of manager position to women's 38%, and it gets worse higher up. Women are twice as likely to be mistaken for much more junior employees and more likely to deal with more discrimination. So, As you can see from that, and those are only three data points, there's clearly a very different experience between men and women in the workforce. So today we'll be discussing that, and we have Desiree Gaddis as our guest. She's from Ohio, graduated from Ohio State four years ago, after which she went to work at a big CPG corporation for two years, and then she transferred to a tech startup in New York, which is currently where she's at. She's great. She has lots to say. So welcome on board, Desiree. I ended up telling, I first like tried to tell the store about it and it kind of got brushed off. So I ended up telling the truck driver who'd mentored me and he ended up going to the guy and saying, you know, like, hey, that's like really not cool. You're creeping me out. She's a young, like fresh grad. Like, what are you doing? So why don't we kickstart it with um, learning just a bit more about your experience as a woman in the, in the workforce and what that's been like so far? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like you mentioned, I graduated four years ago, went to work at a, a pretty major CPG company. And it was really funny before I started working, right? Like I was obviously aware that women faced certain you know, discrimination, like just had a different experience, like you said, but I, I I don't think I'd really experienced it, you know, in college and high school before that things are, things are pretty equal. I actually had a professor or a teacher, I guess, I think it was like eighth grade ask like to tell us the time of when we'd been discriminated against. And I I couldn't think of a situation. I remember being like, it's never. So joining the workforce and like, kind of getting those experiences has been very eye-opening um, and very different. So like you said, started at a big CPG company right out of college. Um, and the job I was actually put into was managing truck drivers. So very, very blue collar work. I was right out of school being trained to be a manager by this, you know, world-class organization that said, you know, they could they could teach me all these things. And it was a, it was a different world for sure. Um, starting out, I, I remember going in and one of the first things the one of the truck drivers told me was that, or one of my first employees told me was that he, um, one of them said like, there's no way you're going to be here for more than a year. So I'm not even going to manage. I'm not even going to take the time to learn your name. Wow. That's <laughs> he just crazy. called me like the new kid right? for like for months. 
and it was such a thing. And there were, you know, hundreds of these truck drivers with other managers and, and it was, it was such a thing like, oh yeah, like people, people don't last in this role. And anyway, I think he was talking like new grads in general, but it was just like very jarring right out of the gates. And I remember to manage these truck drivers, I had to become a truck driver, right? So I spent the first six years or six months of my job, just like literally riding on these trucks and making deliveries myself and being like, just embodying one of these drivers and, and learning their, their day to day. And it was really interesting (laughs) as an experience. It was really hard. Um, First of all, like I fully commend delivery drivers out there because I don't think people realize how grueling that job is. I mean, it's, they have DOT regulations where you cannot work more than 14 hours, like literally on the clock, but that ends up being like 16 hours a lot of times, just because you have before work and after work that you have to be doing. Right. And it's just like this grueling, really difficult manual labor job that I was learning how to do. And I struggled. There were very basic things that I just was not as good at as a male would be at that job. And it, it was, it's a very male dominated kind of industry, but there were basic things like just brute strength that would be required, right? Like I'd have to move pallets and pallets of product. And some yeah. of those, you know, you have pallet jacks that make it easier, but it's like, there's just a strength element to it that made me really struggle with it. Right. So that was like some of the, the very like basic things. And I remember um, we had this mechanic on the job. He was a really sweet guy. And I came back one day, I was, you know, very tired. And he told me, um, you know, I, I, I looked kind of down. He told me, he was like, you can't go in there looking down because no one's going to take you seriously. Right. And, and it's not fair. And it's, you know, partially because you're female and they're just expecting you to fail in this kind of job. And he was just very, very <laughs> honest with me. And I'm, yeah. I'm right out of school. And I remember I, I got, I got so upset, but I, I kept it in mind. Right. And it, it kind of echoed what the, the earlier employee had said, right. No one was going to be taking me seriously. I was, I was going to have to work for every piece of respect that I got. Right. And there was, there was a way to do it. So that, that was just like my very first kind of like experience out of school. It. Yeah. So, yeah. My first couple of months in there. So it's almost like you had, off the bat, obviously you're a new grad, which means you need to prove yourself um, because you're joining the the workforce. But in this case, it's almost like there was another layer that you needed to prove yourself, which was you as a woman, as a female leader within that environment, you had to prove almost like more than a male new grad would have probably had to do. Yeah, it, it was just, the, I mean, they told me like, you know, there are female managers. I had a female manager. She was great. But like, in general, like, you know, women are scared of breaking a nail was very much like the the stereotype that I was kind of faced with. And then the actual day to day, I would be in these stores, I'd be making these deliveries and the treatment of women in the front line. It was insane. Right? I was I was training to be a manager, I was going to have a certain amount of power. But you know, I wasn't necessarily dressed like it. And the yeah. way that people would talk to me it was it was crazy like they it, it really did feel like I was this like lesser person and I don't know if it was because I was like in a in a blue collar 
role, but like, I mean, you mentioned like sexual harassment and that study, like, yeah, I didn't realize that like it was such a like, you know, it's something you read about, you hear about, and you're like, it's it's never going to happen to me. But I was literally in, I think it was my like, it was my first day by myself. So you you train with a truck driver. My truck driver was like amazing. I loved him very much. And then I had to go, you know, run a route by myself. So I'm, I'm running this route all by myself and I'm, it's like four in the morning. (laughs) I'm at this store and this guy who I'd seen on my route before, you know, he'd always like smile at me and I'd, I'd smile back. He came up to me and he just like, you know, very casually was like, Hey, um, I get off of work at this time. Do you want to go grab a drink? And I was, you know, flattered. I said, you know, I, I appreciate that. I actually have a boyfriend, like, no, thank you. And then he somehow found me on Facebook and he started sending me these like long messages about like just what his day was, what he like, how he'd want to take me out later. And like, he was like, he just like was not taking no for an answer. This continued for a few days. I started getting really uncomfortable. He'd come and just like stand behind me and just watch me work. (laughs) Like as I was working and I'd get uncomfortable, I'd say like, hey, you know, like, don't you have a job to do? And he would just like say, you know, it can wait. And he would just like literally like, sit behind me and watch me like do my job which was so uncomfortable very creepy um I ended up telling I first like tried to tell the store about it and it kind of got brushed off so I ended up telling the truck driver who'd mentored me and he ended up going to the guy and saying you know like hey that's like really not cool you're creeping me out she's a young like fresh grad like what are you doing basically and I remember he went and my truck driver complained to the store on my behalf, my mentor. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget the manager of the store. Oh, just a little horny. About the, and just like totally brushed it off. And I like, I almost like fell over. I was like, I felt so humiliated. It was so embarrassing that like my mentor has to go in and like, say something because no one was taking me seriously it was it was so uncomfortable and quite a lesson early on about like what females at the front line have to deal with and it it continued it wasn't just that guy like I remember I was stocking shelves at a totally different store and another random like stranger I think it was just like some I don't even think they worked at the store it was just like a random other guy told me that like I made a pretty sight on my knees it was just like really like uncomfortable things. I was like, what do you even say to that? Right? Like it's like four in the morning in these like creepy stores. <laughs> I'm not about to like, you yeah. know, scream or anything. It was it was just like it was it was very uncomfortable. And there were so many like just random like side remarks that would be made by just like creepy guys <laughs> like passing by. And like it was almost so many that stores would just like brush it off. Eh brush it off brush that's it off. um wow that's yeah that's that's pretty crazy and i can imagine um especially the part where if you're trying to bring it up to your manager or to someone on your team and they're brushing it off it's almost like they're just diminishing your your feelings in a way or like the fact that you're upset they're just putting it to the side 
um, which I can imagine right, was, like, was why really even tough. Bring it up? Yeah. Um, so with uh, that's that's a curious experience. So obviously it's a recurring event. You also have almost in in the first situation your coworker who's a male bring it up uh, to see that maybe has more of an effect because when you're bringing it up, people are not really believing you or they're just putting it to the side. Is that something that you've also seen? Um, in other experiences, maybe not when you're working at the front line, but in other, I guess, points of, of your career of almost other people not really taking you seriously because you were um, as a woman in the workforce or people just brushing certain concerns off? Um, I mean, not, nothing like as drastic as that, right? I became a manager, like completed my training the tone would totally change, right? I came dressed as a manager and it like definitely like commanded a different amount of respect, but you know, in, in different meetings, like in just as, you know, being a female professional, there are definitely times when people like talk over you. That's <laughs> like an idea you propose, proposed again, but by someone else. With, with, with that example, for example, of, I said examples, so I said, but with uh, that situation where you either had someone speak over you or you suggested an idea and then it was like put aside and then someone else suggested the same idea and it was given a lot more importance. Do you have a, a story or two to, to share there? Um, yeah, it was the same, um, same job uh, this time. Like I was a manager, right? So I was in a, a you know, I completed my training already done. And I, I actually, so once I did the, the truck driver training, I still had, um, it was like six months of training with like a, a mentor who was like literally in the position that I was going to be. And I had this male mentor <laughs> and I really did not like him. He, um, he was, he was very well respected in the company. Like he'd gotten okay results and he just I felt like he always loved to take my ideas I would say like hey this is a very obvious fix that I've noticed in the front line that we should probably implement across the board right and I, I would come in with a plan on how to implement this so I think in this case it was like selling popcorn by wine or something like that like something so small yeah. but like I I'd seen it work in a couple stores and knew it could work across the board. And my male counterpart, he um, said, oh, that's like a great idea. And then we have this team meeting and I, um, he said, okay, you know, you, you can like bring it up, but first I'm going to say a few things. And we go into this meeting and he literally pitches my idea, like as his own idea, that's like something he's noticed while being in the stores and like doing his job. And it was like literally my idea. And it was so awkward, first of all, because I'd like confided in him this like, and now I'm like, and then he's like, oh, and Desiree has something she wants to add. And I'm not going to like go in and like say exactly thing, yeah. what he just, yeah, the exact same thing. So I was just kind of like, left on the spot and I felt like so just awkward like he, he still gave me the time to speak but he'd already like pitched my idea so I was like basically just like agreeing with him <laughs> in my, like in my pitch that I like had in front of all these other managers and it was just it was so uncomfortable and he would do so many like little things like that like when he was 
talking to what was going to be my team, he would like do little things to like undermine me. Like, oh, she's she's new. She doesn't really know what she's talking about, right? Or like, you know, she she doesn't like know this. This is how we're doing things. And a lot of his ideas, quite frankly, were like bad ideas because he wouldn't spend the time in the front line. So he would go and ask me for ideas regularly and then like would pitch them as his own. And he, he would do this all the time where he would be asked to do something that he wouldn't want to do, like show up at a store at five in the morning. So he would tell me that as part of my training, I needed to do this. I remember the one day I had a red eye flight. I told him like, hey, I really can't be up super early. I want to go home for Thanksgiving. And he was like, okay, okay. And then the night before like 9 p.m., he's like, hey, unfortunately, we need someone on the front lines at two in the morning. So you're going to have to show up at the store. So I go, I, I do the whole day's work. And then we had like a report out on this thing we were supposed to be finding. And he like said that he'd been doing the whole thing, even though like it had literally been me. I was so upset. Yeah. And I, I had like the longest day and it was just. Sounds sounds pretty frustrating. It sounds uh, sounds like it was not a very good setup. And um, especially the part where you were saying that he would undermine you, even even the small, I guess in a way, even microaggressions of, she doesn't know she's new, I think do have pretty big repercussions. So that's... Um, oh, it, they, they definitely yeah. did because it sounded like he didn't respect me. Oh, and then of course, you know, he exactly. got promoted. So it was like, great. As it happens, as, is, as, as it yeah. happens. And Desiree, <laughs> so we've, we've covered quite a lot um, about sort of your first work environment, which obviously had its element of you being more in the front line, but also being part of a big corporation. How has that sort of feeling of empowerment changed as you've moved to not only a new city, um, but also to a very different work environment, obviously going from a bigger corporation to a tech startup? Oh, it has changed tremendously. You know, it was so fun. So when I started looking for a new job, um, I really didn't know even where to start. I was like, okay, I have this like very unique set of skills. I don't know if I really want to be in this industry anymore. You know, I'd like something a little bit different. And um, one of my friends actually was like, have you thought about tech? You know, like, I, I think you'd like it. It's, it's a, tends to be a much warmer kind of environment. You should check it out. So I, you know, applied, got a, got a job um, as a manager at a, at a tech company. And it, it's really been like, just it's felt at night, like night and day sometimes. And there are so many lessons that I've taken from my, you know, first job that I really think have had an impact, have like made me, given me like superpowers in a sense at, at this job. And it's definitely given me a lot of compassion as well as a lot of like, okay, things could be a lot worse when my day is like the worst. It could be a lot worse than, than right yeah. now. But there's just, I mean, just like the way managers have treated me as well. It's just like, totally different right like just like a lot warmer like there, there's definitely a feeling that like they want to hear my ideas we act upon my ideas they are my ideas <laughs> and I don't I don't feel like I have to be like as protective of them because like I know I'm going to be recognized for them so it's it's definitely switched I definitely um it's been like really cool to see one of the things that I do think 
is different. So, you know, I talk a lot about my first job. There were a lot of negatives, but one of the things my first job did do that has been yeah. different at a startup um, is my first job. There were some strong women at that company, right? I remember my boss and my boss's boss were just these powerhouse of women. They were surrounded by male counterparts. There were a lot of male counterparts, but they were just, they commanded respect. And the way that they did it, I so admired. I remember thinking, I want to be basically my boss, not her job per se, but like, I want to command that kind of respect and just like have my ideas taken so seriously. And joining a startup, it's not that there aren't strong women. There are extremely strong women there. It's just, you know, a lot of the paths haven't been, haven't been blazed forward. So I find myself you know, being in one of those positions that's like blazing it forward. And there's so many lessons I take from those early women in my career that I'm like, how would they have handled it? Like still today, I know it's a totally different situation, but I have an employee that's upset or I have an idea I want to push forward. You know, what types of things did I see them prepare? And so much of like what I early witnessed was how I've tried to model myself as a manager. So, that, that, that's an interesting point you make. One of the big factors then being that you want to, one of the things I guess helped you in your first job that is different in, in a startup potentially is just having access to more female role models that are more senior and just having, I guess, more of a support group. How, how do you, I guess, how would you change that in the startup scene? Like what would you push for to, to change to, get some of the things that you were mentioning were very beneficial and, and, and helpful for you in that first corporate environment. So then apply that to the current texting. I mean, definitely it comes with like partly like the people who just happen to be in leadership positions. Right. So like, I mean, it's, I'm not the first to say it. It's such a movement, right. To have more female executives at companies that more companies blazing forward and promoting females. And I definitely think it's a little bit harder right? Like you, you have to like bring people in, right? And it's, it's harder to be picky, I think, than it, than it is at like a bigger company where you're getting like hundreds of applicants, right? But I do think like, one of the biggest things that I've noticed, even at this startup is like, the people, some of the people that I admire the most, or that I relate to the most, have been other females, that are in the leadership positions, right? So like, I know when I first started, there's really only one female in the leadership position. And when I first got promoted, she was perhaps, I mean, after my boss, she was the first one to reach out and be like, hey, let's go get like wine and celebrate. And she made such a big deal about like making me feel special and making me feel like, you know, Hey, we're like peers. This is awesome. Like, I want to hear about your experiences. And, and, you know, she was just like, so welcoming and like bringing me into that, like fold call it. Right. It was, it, it really made a difference. Like I, I remember very much like, okay, I'm not like the only one here. It's like really nice that there's like someone else that I can, I can talk to about this, that, that, that relates to what I'm saying. And like, you know, even like, other female coworkers, it's been like really great to yeah. see them just like step up and be, you know, really empowering. No, that, that I think like that's a great point that you make of you need to have people around you that support you, that validate that, as you said, kind of 
reinforce the idea that you're being heard and that you have a voice. And at the end of the day, you, you need to have people that you can relate to. So definitely agree that <clears throat> it is, I guess, where a lot of tech companies are pushing forward to, but there is still a lot to do with just making sure that there's more equal representation at the top, not only at the entry level, with just having more female role models, just having more support networks. So that's, um, that's a great example that I think you, that you bring up. One of the things that I'm curious about is, obviously, there's been moments in your career where you felt less empowered or more empowered. How has that affected your day-to-day motivation? Um, I mean, it, it hugely affects it. I think it affects your attitude more than anything, right? Like the, the examples I gave where I was feeling like, you know, I had that manager that, that was really not empowering at all. I get like really resentful. Not even, you know, I knew I could do the job well. I knew I could do it, quite frankly, better than a lot of the other managers, right? But it just felt like, why am I even doing this, right? Like, it's, I mean, my frontline really appreciated it, but, like, I felt like no other real motivation from it. I would get, like, really bitter. I felt like every day at work was really just counting down to my next vacation day, right? Which is not how you... I mean, vacation days are something to look forward to, but not not what you want to be feeling like every single day versus being in an environment where I definitely feel like, you know, I get to be a like female leader and no one's like holding it weirdly against me. You know, it's it's definitely like, it changes. Like I love my job, right? Like I find myself sometimes working on weekends, not because I have to, just because like, I want to do my job the very, very best that I possibly can, because I, I care a lot about it. I just care so much more about the company I'm working for. Just like, there's so many just like little, like motivating factors that just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that's always going to work like really, really hard in any job I do, but I just get like so much more, you know, I don't feel burnt out all the time. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense, Desiree. I mean, I feel that it is very important to have your ideas being heard or have that support network. And I can imagine that if that's just not in the day-to-day that it does affect how you feel and how motivated you are, if the company or environment that you're in doesn't really show that they care about you, then I think it's the most natural thing to be, well, why am I going to care about you guys? And why am I going to want to invest in, and work hard at this? So that's been awesome. And I do appreciate all the information and stories that you've shared. They've been great at here. And I think very, very eye-opening. To wrap it up, I guess my final question would be geared towards any advice that you have for any person that might be in a situation where they're not feeling heard or where they're not um, feeling as empowered. What advice would you give to someone in that sort of position? Um, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, if you find yourself in just like a really toxic environment where you're not being valued, I definitely think it's important to kind of reassess. And I know that's really hard to, to just hear, to say, I mean, in my first job, I remember thinking, feeling trapped at points and being like, this is my dream company. Am I really just going to walk away? But there are so many companies out there that are going to value you, that are going to empower you. And then I do think it's like really important when you get into any environment to like really 
one, be unapologetic, right? I think we do this all the time as females, right? We're just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right? Like you'll say a comment or you'll interrupt someone yeah. and you'll say, I'm sorry, right? And it's so important to be like, one, unapologetic, two, to like build up other women around you. I think that's been one of the biggest joys I've had in my role is just like being able to build up other young new college grads and like just building them up, giving that giving them that same confidence and just surrounding yourself by like other female role models that you can look up to as well. I think it's just so important. And I think the last thing is I definitely think men have such a role to play in all of this as well. Like, I mean, female empowerment is, is amazing. It's, it's great, but I mean, women won't get anywhere if they don't have strong male allies too. So I do want to like call that out. I think it's so important you know that that men speak up for women too and like when they're they're noticing things that are off or that you know are definitely being taken differently that I I definitely think men have a role in in pushing this cause forward as well that's great that's a awesome piece of advice well Desiree I appreciate you taking the time early on a Saturday I for one would have probably slept in a bit more but it was exciting to have you on and I do appreciate all the transparency and just how authentic all your answers have been. That's uh, Desiree speaking a bit more about the experience of women in the workforce. I appreciate you jumping on board. Of course. It was uh, great to chat. Thanks, Ale. And I will say as the last point that Desiree did also play a big role in me getting into podcasts. So I appreciate the, the help there. I appreciate the shout out.